Zach Blackerby, Lindsey Crosby. We are now pleased to be joined by the author of Killing the Mob, the fight against organized crime in America, Bill O'Reilly. Bill, welcome back onto the show. You're practically a regular at this point. We appreciate your time. Thanks for having me in, Zach. How are you? Uh, we're doing well. We're doing well. Yeah, you, so this book was absolutely fascinating, just like Killing Crazy Horse was. And I've got a lot of questions for you about just the idea of, of the mob getting a foothold in America because we recruited them to help allied forces in Sicily. Do you think that that ultimately in the end was a good arrangement, that that worked out for us? You know, it's an interesting question. Um, you know, Killing the Mob broke big. It'll be the number one book in the country, uh, according to the New York Times. Um, I wrote Killing Patton, as you know, Zach. I did not know the deal that President Roosevelt uh, and Dwight Eisenhower, the commander in World War II, made with the Sicilian Mafia. I was not aware of that. Martin Dugard and I found out about it because we got a hold of Lucky Luciano. He was the first godfather in New York. We got a hold of his private papers. So what the arrangement was was that General Patton um, had defeated the Germans in North Africa and had to invade Europe through Sicily. Well, for centuries, the mob, the mafia, controlled Sicily. So the deal was made that you help Patton and American and British forces, and then after World War II, we'll take some of your guys in America, which is exactly what happened. So in 1946, uh, some Sicilian wise guys showed up in New York Harbor, and that caused... Uh, organized crime to explode here. And Bill, thank you again for joining us today. So how did the public come to learn that organized crime was in fact a thing? Well, there were some hearings in the 1950s, um, but Bobby Kennedy, his feud with Jimmy Hoffa, that really blew it up. So Kennedy was appointed Attorney General in 1961. Uh, he despised organized crime and the unions. Uh, that were uh, involved with giving the mobsters pension money from the Union Treasury. It was crazy. Mob money, Zach built Las Vegas. He built it. Mm -hmm. And so Kennedy went public, and the television networks picked it up, and that really exposed what was going on. And then the Godfather movie in the 1970s, that was it. Once the Godfather movie came on the scene, then everybody was conversant with the mob. And, and Bill, like, what is it? I mean, you mentioned the Godfather movies, and uh, it seems like Hollywood is almost like romanticized the idea of the mob and kind of the the mystery behind all of this. Is that good for society? Is it good no. that we've kind of done that? What kind of impact does that have? No, it's not good. It's inevitable when you have actors like um, Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway uh, playing Bonnie and Clyde. And then uh, Al Pacino, Michael Corleone, Marlon Brando, the Don. These are tremendous performers. They're charismatic. And no matter what the material, they invoke empathy. So that's what we have. This is romanticized vision, as you rightly pointed out. And that's why I wrote Killing the Mob. The mob is evil. These are evil people. They hurt human beings for money. Today, they control the narcotics traffic in America. The opioid crisis, that's organized crime. So um, when I started to write it, uh, Killing the Mob, we didn't know nearly what we found out, and that's the fun of the book. Every page you're going to learn something, and it's entertaining to read. 
when you talk about entertainment, I was blown away to learn that the Sonny Liston Muhammad Ali championship fight was was fixed by Ash Resnick on behalf of the mob. Mm. It's an amazing story. I have to credit Sports Illustrated. They did good investigation here, but I think that we nailed it down in killing the mob. So, Sonny Liston, a ferocious heavyweight, is going to fight this up-and-comer Olympic champion, Cassius Clay, in Miami. The odds are 7-1 to one in Liston's favor. At the last minute, Organized crime comes in with millions of dollars and bets on Clay. And listen, doesn't answer the bell for the fifth round. Now, it shocks the world, but there wasn't any federal agency looking into organized crime because J. Edgar Hoover, the head of the FBI, was compromised. So they set another fight, a rematch, and it's supposed to take place in Boston Garden. But the Massachusetts Boxing Commission doesn't allow the fight to take place in Boston because they knew that Liston was being run by organized crime. So the fight goes up to Maine in a college hockey rink that seats 2,000. You go from 17,000 at the Boston Garden to 2,000. But it doesn't matter because it's pay-per-view worldwide. So, again, Liston's a favorite. This time, he goes down in the first round. And Muhammad Ali had changed his name by that time. Walks back to his corner, looks at his corner man, Drew Bundini-Brown, goes, did I hit him? Rally <laughs> knew he didn't even hit him. And it's, then we tell you the story about how we confirmed it was thrown and, and what happened to Sonny Liston. And it's an amazing, amazing story. It's that famous phantom punch. He, he, he never actually connected. And you mentioned that nobody was investigating the mob at that time. I found it really interesting. You were talking about how Hoover used some of JFK's infidelities to keep Bobby Kennedy in check at that time. Well, Bobby Kennedy didn't, um, he didn't pull back. Uh, he investigated the mob very, very aggressively and he got it. They got Hoppe and in killing the mob, we tell you exactly what happened to Hoppe. So we put that to rest, but uh, Hoover, yeah, was spying on all politicians. He had dirt on everybody, but the mob had dirt on Hoover. Now we couldn't find out exactly what, but we know that Hoover liked the ponies. He was a gambler, and he was gay. And back then, if you're gay and you're in the FBI, that would be the end if they exposed it. So Hoover even denied that a mafia existed into the 1960s. It was insane. And that allowed the mob to amass a tremendous amount of power to run the Hollywood film industry, the rock and roll industry, the unions, the restaurants. It was an amazing, you know, the Fountain Blue Hotel in Miami. Crazy. Yeah, the mob, it, it was Sidney Korshak that got Al Pacino as Michael Corleone in The Godfather and Sinatra role in the movie as well. Uh, and then you talk in the book about how Joseph Valakai blew the lid on the existence and the workings of the mafia. Right. Um, Sidney Korshak was not a mob man. He was a lawyer like Tom Hagen, Robert Duvall, and The Godfather. And Korshak was the most powerful man in Hollywood because the mob controlled all the unions. And if you wanted a camera people, you wanted lighting, you wanted sound, you had to go through organized crime. They could walk in and say, hey, you're not going to have anybody working on your movie, so the movie's not going to get shot. So we want you to put Al Pacino in the role of Michael Corleone. And presto, there's Al. Not to say that Al wasn't brilliant, he was. 
Bill O'Reilly joining us, author of the book, Killing the Mob, The Fight Against Organized Crime in America. So a lot of our conversation has been focused on kind of what the mob was and how it, it formed. And you, you mentioned that now in the present day form of the mob, that a lot of the narcotics are, are funneled through that. What does the modern day mob look like in America? Corporation. So it's a corporation now, and they, they have many legitimate businesses. But they control the distribution of fentanyl, heroin, cocaine, methamphetamine, all throughout the country. The mob loves Joe Biden. Why do you think he lo- they love Joe Biden? You guys know? No, tell us. Border chaos. Mm. So 500,000 foreign nationals have come to the USA since Biden's been inaugurated. That means that all the Border Patrol and ICE down there have to tend to that mass humanity of people, feed them, shelter them, process them, put them on buses. So what happens to drug interdiction? It vanishes. So today, as we talk on Friday in May, more narcotics are coming into the United States than any other time in history. The mob loves Biden. And the president has no clue. He doesn't know this is he just can't put it together. And so when you next time you hear opioid crisis, homeless crisis, murders skyrocketing, that's all because of narcotics. And the mob controls, I'd say, 80 percent of it Mm. throughout the United States. So they have the narcotics. And then, as we just saw with this colonial pipeline thing, the Internet's become a major uh, resource for a lot of companies. And the mob does a lot using the Internet for income as well, correct? Well, the mob doesn't really care about that. They Sure, in their legitimate businesses, and every, everybody uses that for business now. But what organized crime has devolved into is a franchise operation. So in New York, in Chicago, in L.A., in Atlanta, Charlotte, wherever it is, there are individuals that control the flow of narcotics to those areas. But they don't sell the drugs themselves like they did in the old French Connection days. They allow gangs to do that. And the gangs pay them for the privilege of destroying lives. And those gangs are the ones that are shooting everybody down in Chicago and New York. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening. And again, does the federal government have any clue about this? The press certainly doesn't. We did a search on BillOReilly.com. You guys may know that I do a nightly newscast sure. on BillOReilly.com. And we searched out, was there one article written about how organized crime controls narcotics and how the border collapse has helped them? Not one, local or national. Nothing. Bill, you, you mentioned that, that the, you know, the, the President Biden may not care. Is there any chance, or doesn't know, is there any chance that he just may not care because there's other things that he wants to, to push. I'm not going to speculate about that. Okay. I don't think it's a matter of apathy for him. I think he's diminished in his ability to process information. Mm. I could be wrong, but it looks to me like if you look at his schedule, we give his schedule every day on the No Spin News on BillOReilly.com. Every day he's got maybe two things. That's a heavy day. I mean, he's in there to do the bidding of the progressive left. That's why he's there. He's not going to solve any problems. He'll cause problems. 
And so what is the response now as a country that we need to have to, uh, you know, this organized crime, this current state of the mob? Is it to sit back and, and hope enough awareness is is brought up to where, you know, okay, now the FBI is going to, you know, be more uh, more focused on, on bringing this down? I mean, or is it too is it too entrenched in the culture at this point? Well, politicians in Washington don't want to deal with narcotics. It's simple as that. And the progressive left, if you go to Oregon, they've legalized. You can carry heroin and methamphetamine and fentanyl in Oregon. You're, the police aren't going to do anything to you. Okay? So what does that do? That just makes it easier for the pushers to sell and addict people to this harmful substance. Do the people in Washington care? No. No, they don't. Um, they're focused on the economy. They're focused on, um, you know, the Middle East, whatever it may be. But the poor people getting enslaved by hard drugs, that's like 80th on the, uh, on the list. And the progressive left, they want to legalize all drugs. They don't care. Did you guys know that 75% of all child abuse and neglect in America is caused by drug-addicted parents? Wow, 75%. That's crazy. It is. So the kids are getting battered, and who's doing anything about this? Who? No right. one. And that's why I wrote Killing the Mob. I want people to understand the evil that not only existed throughout our history from 1930s on, but now, today. And, yeah, the FBI can make arrests here and there, but unless you really crack down on this and, and punish people right. really hard, you're never going to stop it. There's too much money. Mob makes billions of dollars in the drug industry. Bill O'Reilly, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, great book, Killing the Mob. What's the best uh, best way for people to order and purchase this book? Well, you can get it anywhere, but if you go to BillOReilly.com and order from us, you'll get 50% off Killing Crazy Horse, which was another crazy bestseller. I'm so lucky, I'm telling you. And I really appreciate you guys uh, having me on. It's very nice to talk to you. Yeah, great to, great to have you on again. That is Bill O'Reilly. Thank you so much for your time. Let's talk soon. You're listening to Auburn Opelika this morning.